0: Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Welcome to part two of the Art of Trading or three-part series of The Art of Trading. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. It encompasses a diverse range of human activities, creations, and modes of expression, including music, literature, film, photography, sculpture, and paintings. And I'd add on the end of it, trading. Because to me, that's what it is. Because what we're doing is, as it says there, it affects one or more of the senses, emotions, and intellect. And that's what trading is. It affects your intellect. It affects your emotions. It affects your senses. Because we do feel sad or bad, you know, good or bad, depending on how the trade's going. We're using our intellect, we're matching that knowledge or that skill base with experience to come up with the art. And that's what we're talking about. The explanation goes on to say the meaning of art is explored in a branch of philosophy known as aesthetics. And even disciplines such as history and psychology analyse its relationships with humans and generations. Traditionally, the term art was used to to refer to any skill or mastery. And that's the traditional term art. And to me, that's really where the heart of trading is. It's a skill or a mastery of something. So therefore, you're the elite of the elite. So you're an artist or artist. Um, This conception changed during the Romantic period when art came to be seen as a special faculty of the human mind to be classified with religion and science. And that's what this is, what Wikipedia is going on to say. And lastly, it says, generally art is made with the intention of stimulating thoughts and emotions. Now that's a trading in a nutshell, it's thoughts and emotions. Because I know with, with, the, with the share market, often we, we work on the share market with fear. Uh, and we have people fear losing or you know, sometimes they fear making more profits so they get out of a trade too early. So, um, and so we always know that the market is very emotional, not necessarily logical. So to me, that's really what, you know, that we, we just talked about the, what art actually means from a, let's say, a dictionary point of view. Now to me, in personal, and this is my philosophy, to me, the art of trading is a way of life or a philosophy. It's, it's how you do it. It's who you are as a trader or, or how, you, how you do the trader. So it's more of a way of life and how you attack the trading world, I suppose, and what you want to get out of it. It is where skill is combined with experience to create an individual who works in harmony with themselves and the market. Now, say that again. To me, the art of trading is where, a, is where skill is combined with experience to create an individual who works in harmony with themselves and the market. the traders in general spend most of their time on the science of trading. And even then, the time they spend on the science is nowhere near enough, as human psychology often dictates the I-want-it-now syndrome, rather than the delayed gratification, or why not delayed gratification. Now often, with the internet, everybody goes, well, I can order it now, I can have it now, I don't need to wait. I'll borrow money, I'll get it now, I'll be rich now. And we've seen that time and time again the last 20 years, where people are impatient and wanting to be rich now be the successful person now i have that plasma tv now and not wait for it and to me that's detrimental to being a trader the best one of the best traits a trader can have is patience uh, and knowing that delayed gratification is there now i learned a statement when i was uh, very very young probably probably around about 18 19 i learned to, I, I heard this statement it said i will today what others won't so i can play tomorrow where others can't and to me, this really rings true here. So I'll say that again. I will today what others won't. So I can play tomorrow what others can't. And to me, that means uh, I'm not going to go to this workshop because I've got to go to the football. Whereas the people going to the workshop are going to get the results because they're putting off some of those little instant gratification things so they can go and do the things and learn the art of trading and be, learn how to be the trader and get their skill level up. Even if they only pick up one or two things that make them thousands of dollars, you know, 1,000, 10,000, 20,000. And we've had students come to these workshops that do those sorts of things. I remember one student, you know, um, they made $20,000 in the next month. You know, these things are happening because they came and they did what other people didn't want to do. And often we make excuses for not doing that. And to me, you know, I will today what others won't means to me that I'm going to put the effort in the... Well, the the due diligence into it to what I need today. So later on, when everybody else is still working, I'm not actually working. Now, the thing is, is is to me, it's about doing what you love, and I I love what I do, and giving up things, and, and that's what delayed gratification is. It's sort of like I need you need to give up something to get something. And there's a Bob Proctor in his book "You Were Born Rich" talks about you need to get you need to clean out your wardrobe before you can buy new clothes. And to me, that's a, another app statement is you need to get rid of the baggage. Um, and so you can move forward and that's really what to me part of the art of trading is dump the old baggage that's holding you back to take on the new stuff because you can't take on the new stuff till you get rid of some stuff So anyway, as I said, this, today, I will today what others won't so I can play tomorrow while others can't really rings true to me in trading here. Now, to me, you cannot really experience the real art of trading until you have a good hold on the science because often people say to me, oh, look, I I just want to test my psychology on the market. Well, you can't unless you've got good skill base because your psychology is going to get wrecked if you don't have a good skill base because you're setting yourself up for failure straight away. Now, to me... Looking at that, I, I often say to people there are different stages of learning, and, and you may have heard these before, but there are actually four stages of learning, and I call them the, the four stages of learning or getting the art of trading. Is we can also transpose it into that. Now there are, the four stages are: the first one is unconscious incompetence, it means you don't know what you don't know, it means you're not aware that you don't know how to drive a car, which means you could be two years old and you don't know that you can't drive a car. Then you get into the stage of competence incompetence, where competence in Conscious incompetence, if I can say that right. Conscious incompetence where you actually know that you don't know how to drive a car. So you're in the car with your mum and dad and you know you can't drive it, but you know that it is a skill to be developed. Then you move from that into conscious competence. And this is where you've learned how to drive the car. You've just learned and you have to think about driving. Okay, I'm driving down the road. I've got to foot on an accelerator. Okay, 100 yards to the corner. I've got to start braking. And you're thinking through the process a lot. And then you move into what we call unconscious competence where you just do it and this is where most of us all of us get to there with driving a car because we spend so much time driving a car and we've all driven somewhere we had no idea where we had no idea how we actually got there or what what roads we took but we just got there safely because our brain was doing it and how your brain actually do does that is is we work through things in our conscious mind all the time as we're learning them but eventually those rep- repetitive tasks that we're doing in our conscious mind is sapping up our conscious mind and it makes us tired so what happens is our subconscious mind says well I'll take that over because this is something you're doing all the time like breathing uh, you know we don't think about breathing we just do it we don't think about blinking our eyes we just do it we don't think about uh, a lot of things in our body. We, our heart doesn't think about pumping; it just does it, and our con- our subconscious mind's doing that. So something we do a lot of eventually goes into our subconscious mind, the frut space, in our conscious mind to do other things. Uh, and that's how our brain works. So We move into that unconscious competence where we just do it. Now, this level of art, very, very few people achieve in trading because really of lack of effort. Now, it might surprise you to know that it takes a minimum of 10,000 hours of study or practice to be conceived to be the elite or the expert. Now, this is the highest high. And this is the, the classical violinist who's the top of their game or it could be the pianist who's the top of their game or the you know the famous artist or the singer um, who's the top of their game, or the top sports people. Now, ten thousand hours is four hundred and sixteen days. Doesn't sound long, does it? But let's say you study and and research and practice your skills and build that up, and you do eight hours a day, seven days a week. Well, eight hours a day takes you twelve hundred and fifty days to get ten thousand hours. If you do four hours a day study, that's 2,500 days to amass 10,000 hours. And if you do two hours a day, that is 5,000 days or 13.69 years How's that to get to 10,000 hours. Now, I'm not going to suggest everybody wants to be that expert or that elite trader that I'm talking about here. So that 10,000 hours. So how long does it take most people to become a profitable trader? And really that's how long's a piece of string for most, for everybody, but simply because it's all a matter of perception of where you like to be and what your level of competent and profitable trader is. So I won't presume that, but I'll just give you some basics around all that. To me, most traders are in what I would call, in what we call unconscious incompetence They're blissfully unaware of how dangerous they actually are and what they don't know. And it's not until somebody comes to me and, and that starts doing a course or, or comes to a workshop and I start explaining things that I don't know and they go, wow, I didn't know that. Geez, that's important. The majority of people out there investing in trading in the share market are blissfully unaware that they're dangerous or that they are incompetent, so to speak. And I'm not saying that in a rude sense, but they're unconsciously incompetent their skill level is not enough to do what they want to do or achieve what they want to achieve. But they're blissfully unaware of all of that. So they say ignorance is bliss. I think ignorance is expensive. Anyway, so, but there are some people out there that are more aware that they actually don't know. And these are conscious, our unconscious conscious incompetence. And there's, now there's not a lot of that, but they generally tend to be People a little bit more senior in, in, in the world because a little bit more wiser. But we do get some younger people under the you know under the 35, under 40 that do that, and some under, around the 20s that are quite aware that they really don't know. And they're quite smart or what I would call some they're making wise decisions. They're not overstepping the boundary because they really know that. They don't really know enough to do what some people are doing, and they keep themselves separate from that. They don't follow the herds. But the majority of educated traders, and I'll say educated traders, people who have studied a bit, uh, well, more than a, a bit, who have studied the right information, most traders live in what I, what I would call conscious competence. They're fully aware that they know and they know how to trade, but they've got a lot of thought processes it. they have to really think about their trading and plan it out and do that, uh, do it's more mental it's more in their conscious mind not their subconscious mind and there's only a few top percent that live in the unconscious competence level where they just trade and they can just do it automatically and they're doing it all you know at the speed of light and we all know people that can do that that and and we're all in our own way our own fields unconsciously competent about something well that finishes up part two of this three-part series in the art of trading i hope you're enjoying this series so far and uh, I look forward to chatting with you on part three. I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300-SHARE-TRADE.